Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Event Industry News Podcast. My name is James Dixon, and as always, I wish you a very good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever or wherever you tune in to today's podcast from. Um, our podcast today is being recorded uh, from the base of Universal Live, um, well-known AV and technical supplier to the events industry. I'm at their HQ up in Bradford in West Yorkshire. You may remember uh, some episodes of the podcast from a few months ago where uh, we set up in their offices and we're back today to enjoy their very nice cups of Yorkshire tea and uh, and the hospitality that uh, Neil and Natasha and the team here at Universal Live extend to us. So thanks very much to them for allowing the podcast studio to be set up here today. We're going to be recording several episodes whilst we're here. Um, on today's episode, we welcome back Judith Wilson. Judith Wilson is the event director for Eventit, the uh, Scottish event show that takes place on Thursday the 19th of March this year up in Scotland. We're going to be finding out a little bit more about this event some changes some new uh, elements that have been added but first of all judith welcome back to the show good to see you thank you very much thank you for having me not a problem at all um and it's a big year for you guys this is the fifth year of the show um there are a number of things happening this year there are a number of changes that take place so i think first and most importantly let's start in terms of location where are we going to be this year when event it returns in march we are going to be uh, in Edinburgh at the Edinburgh International Conference Centre. Uh, that's where we did our first year. Um, this is our fifth now, I can't believe. Um, <laughs> so we've been three years in Glasgow and we've come back over to the east to Edinburgh. And what was the, the sort of the, the thought process behind um, moving, you know, fr from one city to, uh, you know, to back, back to Edinburgh? I think as much as anything to, to keep the, the show alive, to have various kind of differences, it's um, the, the two uh, centres are very different. Mm. Um, each have their really good kind of points to, you know, they're, they're great selling points for both venues, they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it's just nice to have something different, particularly for the visitors, um, yeah. so that they know that it's somewhere different. It's, it's easier, obviously, for the people in the east to come to um, Edinburgh. It's easier for people in the west to go to Glasgow. So mm. it's, it's quite a simple kind of reason for moving it back and forwards. I suppose in the grand scheme of things, though, people often forget that the, the distance between Glasgow and Edinburgh is actually not a great distance, you know, no, between it's, the it's two like 40 cities. 40 minutes on the train. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking, we're talking in terms of duration of journey and even length of journey, distances that people who work in London every day and would commute in from the yeah. suburbs or the home counties, you know, it's, it's probably less of a commute to them. So in the grand scheme of things, whilst any change of venue for an event like this is significant, in terms of geography, you're not moving it to another planet. No, at all. no absolutely not. And it's just as easy for people who are outside Scotland. It is just as easy um, for them to come up to whether it's Edinburgh or Glasgow. That's something that we often find that people forget that it's actually they can come up to the show for the day from mm. London in one day. They don't have to stay overnight. Absolutely. They can just literally pop up and pop back. Yeah, or, or if you fa and if you fancy the train ride, there's also, of course, yeah. that lovely train journey up the East Coast mainline when you get through Northumberland and around the coast there and into Edinburgh. So oh, yes, it's, it's, it's worth it just for the train journey <laughs> alone if you, if you can go on that. Um, uh, when I said that this is a big year for you guys, you know, get, getting to year five, I know people want to establish shows and do multiple years, but there's something about hitting those numbers, you know, five years, 10 years, 15, you know, there's something about that sort of fifth year of any event where I guess you must feel like this is very much a firm fixture that you've established yourself. 
Oh, I think so. And I and that's been very apparent in in just when we've been speaking to people. I think it, as you say, um, the first few years people are looking in, kind of, is it going to work? Is it is it sustainable? Is it, but you know, once you get to year five, you know, people are like, yeah, this is a show that's worth coming to. It's a show that's worth exhibiting at. It's a show that's worth visiting. Um, and and it's helped because it's then built our whole connections, not just in Scotland but across the whole of the UK. Mm. Because uh, yeah, going back to this this fact that yes, it's it's the Scottish event show, but you know there are national event shows that take place in London and in Manchester. You know, I know it's called the Scottish Event Show, and that's the focus is on bringing an events business into Scotland, looking at Scottish suppliers and everything that's associated with what what the country has to offer. But there's no reason why it should just have to focus on that. No, absolutely not. And I think when we first when we first set it up, that's what we thought was going to happen, that it was just going to be a showcase for Scottish suppliers, and Scottish buyers. But that has changed quite dramatically since year one. And we now have quite a number of exhibitors from outside Scotland. Mm. Um, so we've got the likes of Valor Hospitality. We've got GHS. Um, we have got the studio who obviously have um, places across the UK, but mm. a number of the tech companies who are coming up, um, which is which is fantastic. We just because it's, you know, it, it is an opportunity because it's a very buoyant industry in Scotland. Yeah. Um, the industry is worth three point five uh, billion. Yeah. Um, so. And that's not just events happening in Scotland. That is events that being held by or put on by Scottish uh, companies, but sometimes held um, outside Scotland. So if you look at some of the big um, event planners who come along to the show, so the likes of um, in conference conference partners, uh, international, the likes of Fitwise, um, RBS, all these companies, they're doing events, yes, big events in Scotland, but they're doing events not just in the UK, but also overseas. Of course, of course. Yeah, we, uh, and perhaps we forget that, you know, Glasgow and Edinburgh are, are, are home and provide, you know, not just the national, but some some of the European bases of, of a number of major, major corporations and companies. Absolutely. You've got very, very well-respected educational links to both cities through their universities. And of course, in the last few years, a lot of our listeners will, will be aware and have seen huge transformation in both of those cities. There's been investment in certain parts of the city where that's seen a transformation in terms of their reputation, what they have to offer as destinations. Yes, um, so, so, so of course, so of course yes. that, that all ties in. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, I mean, they, um, the Glasgow Convention Bureau, I think, has it been 12 years, something like that now, has been voted the best convention bureau. Um, mm. And um, Edinburgh has been one of the top um, com- uh, convention areas to come to. So, yeah. you know, this is, you know, we're winning accolades all over. And, you know, now in Aberdeen, they've opened the new Tecker. Uh, of course, yes. In the area. So again, we've got the opportunity, you know, we've got the big oil companies up here. So we've got a huge, huge business mm. um, here. And with Eventit, what we're trying to do is, you know, enable people to um, come up and meet the suppliers. So because we've got some great suppliers in Scotland, so yeah. we are looking so they, they can use the, the, the people from a sustainable point of view. It means they can use people who are on the ground. 
we've got brilliant venues, brilliant, um, you know, other sort of suppliers. So well, it must be great when you see things like the the BBC Sports Personality of the Year show taking place from from, from the new arena in Aberdeen. I think if if I'm right in saying, yeah, absolutely, that, they use that, and so straight away, you know, people who think, oh, hold on, Aberdeen's right up in the north of Scotland. Mm-hmm. You know, if they've got the infrastructure to be able to d- deliver that level of show, then yeah. perhaps I need to go and have a look at it. it. Must things like that must be a great advertisement for for, for absolutely. The- and COP twenty six is coming to Glasgow. Mm. You know, so it's a sort of major global um, event. Being mm. a bit controversial, but it's, it's a major <laughs> global event which is coming through to Glasgow later yeah. this year. So. Well, one thing we should we should also point out to uh, to, to, to uh, listeners of the podcast today as well is that event it yes is, is is a show in itself, but this year is actually co-located with a, a biannual business business event that that, that happens uh, alongside event it every couple of years. Um, that is called the uh, the Business Events Leaders Summit BELS, um, and, and I'm just curious maybe to if you could touch on a little bit of that, Judith, and tell us what's going to be happening with that particular event and how it does dovetail with event it. Yeah, this one, um, as you say, we, we did the first one two years ago. Um, this is our second, um, delighted to say, from the second time round that Visit Britain are our um, headline sponsor of that. Um, and what we do is we bring together speakers from across the UK. Uh, last time we had a number of international ones. We are looking, um, last time we did it, we were looking at the economic impact of business events. This time we are looking at the emerging markets and the opportunities and challenges of emerging markets. And when we talk about emerging markets, it's not just, we're talking obviously nationality. So people who are coming in from different countries. Mm. Um, so some of the emerging markets say come from um, the ASEAN company, countries and such like. Yeah. So you're looking at obviously issues with, with um, uh, language, possibly transportation, you're looking at various catering things, all the various things that go with that. But we're also very much looking at emerging markets with regards to the generations. So mm. the millennials and beyond, you know, who are looking for different formats. They, um, they have a different way that they want. They want to be more engaged with what's going on. They don't necessarily want to be spoken at um and um you know they want to be part of the discussions at events so the way that the the format and and um everything else has changed we're also delighted we have got kieran holmes darby who is from xl esports so he'll be looking at that that's as we know another huge phenomena in our industry as to these masses of people and thousands and thousands of people who are coming um, to watch um, the XL eSports. So it, it's big globally. Um, and the other side is um, looking at, you know, sector as well. So obviously eSports being one of them, yeah. the tech sector being another. I know in Scotland, we have um, a very buoyant uh, tech sector. Yeah. Say we don't have much event technology. We do, do need that up here. But but general technology, we do, we do really well. Um, so we are looking at how the changes and the challenges and opportunities of working with the tech sector who are running some huge events and festivals. Mm. Um, you know, we've got FinTech, we've got the Touring Fest, both of which we've got speakers talking from. Um, and also we have um, Tracy Hallowell coming up from London and Partners to talk about, again, the, the tech fest that happened down, down in London. Um, and again, it's, you know, it's a different way of doing things. 
Mm. Um, so, but a very successful way of doing things. And it's interesting. What, what, so I, I was going to say one of the interesting things, just looking at your website, when uh, the, the summary of the event leaders, uh, the Business Events Leaders Summit is, is mapped out. And it says um, how business events create lasting economic and social impacts. And the economic impact there is, is key. We, we've spoken actually recently on the podcast about um, uh, corporate business and, and how event organizers are now playing a greater role in the strategic planning and the business planning of major corporations and major businesses now because they see that events can deliver certain economic benefits to a company they're not just seen as something that they do every now and then as a bit of brand activation or a bit of engagement actually when they sit down to look at what business they want to generate over a course of the year, what their bottom line is, how they want to improve certain areas of, of mm -hmm. P&L. They will look at events as, as part of that in the same way as they would look at staff retention, human resources, marketing, advertising, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that there are significant tie-ins now with business leaders and the staging and the organization of events. Oh, absolutely. And I know from our last... Um... We refer to it as Bells because it's much easier than saying business event leader summit. <laughs> Our last Bells conference, we um, the the we had a number of of you know that that those sort of outcomes um, were were talked about because I know within the medical, I know a lot of our speakers were saying within the medical industry, um, by the time something has been published, people people are missing the boat. So a lot of yeah. people within the medical industry, they want to go to live events to meet with the, the, the top people within their sector to discuss things that are happening in the industry. Because once it has then become into a published paper, you've potentially missed the boat. You're behind the, behind the curve. So mm. live events are really, really important. And I think, as you say, for the, for the development and economic balance, um, development of you know organizations and areas because it's on the back of some of these connections that are made yeah. that people then you know interact with with the the leaders within certain areas both geographically and sector wise and on the back of that build you know bring in bring teams you know set up satellite or main offices in you know near to to where the the key people are Absolutely. Um, I, I'm keen to talk about some of the actual, um, the, the, some of the, the, the real sort of content and some of the actual uh, elements that people will see and be able to interact with um, at the event this year. And, and one thing in particular that jumped out at me is, is that this year, um, I believe you're going to be using um, digital goodie bags and you're going to be using actually a, 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 a supplier that we had on the podcast very, very recently. If, if, if go to the, uh, the, the Event Industry News podcast page on the website or on your podcast downloader. And if you search for Phenomena, we did a podcast recently about the use of digital goodie bags replacing traditional goodie bags that are being handed out. Um, that ties in hugely with the, the whole sustainability issue that the events industry is talking about, Judith. And tell us a little bit about what led you towards the use of Phenomena, particularly just the concept of digital goodie bags this year. Well, funnily enough, I actually met them for the first time at Event Tech Live um, many years. I think it must have been about four years ago or something. Mm. And having used, having had goodie bags in you know, a variety of events over the years, I was so struck by, as you say, the sustainable side of that, but also the longevity of it, because mm. people, when they're given a physical voucher, 
how many of those have we lost over the years? And you kind of think, oh, I really needed, I had, I think I had a voucher for that somewhere. Yeah. Whereas this has that brilliant opportunity for the exhibitors. We're using the, the option whereby um, our exhibitors can, can, they can do two things. They can um, use the, the uh, system, the, the phenomena to attract people to their stand on the day by saying, you know, come along, get a, bar of chocolate, whatever it might be. But they also, once they interact with the people at the stand, they can then unlock a voucher that can be used over a 12 month period. Right. So that might be, you know, a discount if they book the venue. It might be, you know, a pre-night's accommodation or something like that. But it just means it, it's a way of attracting them to their stand and it also enables them to track their ROI from a, an exhibition. Yeah. Yeah, both of those are key for us to to ensure that, and, and it's also great from the point of view of the the visitors who are coming, because mm. they go away with some a huge number of um, you know, vouchers and discounts and things that they can use over the next year. Yeah, and there's a practicality issue as well as sustainable a sustainability issue, um, you know, in terms of the you've not got physical products and with physical products comes packaging with oh, yeah. packaging comes waste with handing out physical bags you've got staffing costs you've got yeah. to then figure out where you're going to put them on the show floor what works for the sponsor of those if you've got a sponsor what you know demands they might want so in terms of a from a practicality sustainability logistics yes. you know, production point of view th th there's so many benefits to doing it this way now Oh no, I think it's I think it's a brilliant system. I'm you know, we're really excited about about using it. And the guys are coming over and taking a, a stand at the show as well. So they'll be there to, you know, be able to sort of speak to everyone. Um, so no, it's great. And there's, there's a bigger interactive, you know, sort of going going further, one stage further in this interactive element that, that that's that's true throughout the content of the show this year isn't it there's going to be a number of, uh, of ways that people can interact with certain elements of the content. Yes, what we wanted to do is, you know, each year we want to bring sort of changes to the show and, and we spend a lot of time talking both to our exhibitors and to the, the, the people who come along to the show. Um, so we know that, that, you know, people want to have different things to be able to see different things and, and have a chance not just to interact with the exhibitors, but also to interact with each other. Mm -hmm. And we are also working with another company called Blendology we right. do badges whereby, you know, the tap badges, which we will be using more for delegates to mm. be able to, in a networking area, connect with each other because mm. we obviously have the um, data capture scanners and things for, for our exhibitors. But this is a way of some of the delegates interacting with each other. We're also going to be running a number of different sessions through the day. So it might be sort of drinks tastings. It might be, you know, other kind of interactive things for people to do. Yeah. Um, there might be some demos going on. Um, we've also got, we tend to have flash mob entertainment as well. So yeah. we're working with a number of people who will be seen on the show floor at different times through the day. Um, our learning sessions, um, we have probably our biggest program this year, uh, which, is, which is great. Um, and they run from anything from the Marcoms to event technology, to future events, to our leadership stage, and looking at everything from the incentives market, which is, which is huge. I mean, yeah. we had, you know, I think sometimes people forget how 
big the incentives programs are. We had a company sure, yeah. a few years ago who brought in 1,400 people from America into Edinburgh for one week. And they were staying in all four and five star properties. So they had an absolute team of everything um, to enable to, to give the activities over a week. They also brought it, it was the first week of Edinburgh Festival, but that's just another <laughs> matter. But uh, so, um, so that incentives is a massive um, area. Um, also looking at, you know, we've got sort of sessions which we've got panels with people from the likes of Bitwise and R RBS and open audience and looking at things like uh, running a, a um, financial events, successful financial events, running medical events, dealing with associations. Um, and we're also got, you know, looking at the likes of um, LinkedIn, uh, social media, looking yeah. Catering. So there's a huge number. And again, the speakers that we've got are from across the UK. Um, some sort of old favourites such as uh, Ali Turner. We've got Rob Davidson. We've got Kim Meyer. We've got um, people from um, Event Scotland, uh, Visit Scotland. And as I say, across a number of the corporates. So we're really, you know, we're really excited about our programme as well. And what we do is we do allow people to book some of the sessions in advance. It's all free, but it just means that they, they know they can schedule their day. Uh, and it, it's a packed schedule that there's a lot to see there, a lot to, a lot to interact with. And, and I'm sure you've been asked this question on many occasions, but now, you're now up to your fifth year. It's still a one day event. Um, how much demand is there on you to, to, to extend it? Are you happy with, with the format at the moment? And, and are, there, are there plans you know, already in place for the future as to how you would like to take the event further? Um, I think we would keep at the moment with the one day. I think people are so busy. Um, it's quite difficult to take you know, perhaps more than one day out. And that, sure. I say that for our exhibitors and, and, and everyone else involved. Um, I think the the learning, you know, Scotland is still a relatively sort of smaller location, and yeah. you know, yeah. rather than having the same number of visitors over two days, we'd rather have them, you know, across the, the one day. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's easy enough for people to come up for a day, which is nice. It just means that, um, as I say, if they're coming from outside Scotland, they can be up and down in the day. The idea of being able to increase the education side with the, the uh, Bells Conference is, is major to us. I think that because it's, it's quite a key thing in Scotland that a lot of the big um, education programmes are down south. Yeah. So it, it's a great opportunity for people to get involved in the big discussions. Um, but for a lot of the Scottish people and the people from the north of England, um, it's it's more on their doorstep. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we run a small. We don't do a farm trip, but uh, sorry, we don't do a host buyer. But we we run we're running a, a farm trip. We've done small farm trips in conjunction with the show, um, yeah. and we're doing one this year in conjunction with HBAA and Avanti and EMA, mm. and bringing people up from London um, for sort of two. Well, basically three days. Mm. So that means they get an opportunity to to get involved in the show and also to to see all the various things we have to offer in Scotland. Sure. Uh, 
It, it, it's, um, I suppose it's, it's probably key to point out that um, if, for any of our podcast listeners uh, who are unfamiliar with the uh, Edinburgh International Convention uh, Conference Centre, the EICC, um, it's in, it is in the west end of the city. Yeah. And, and there are actually two significant train stations in, in Edinburgh, one of which is Haymarket. And, and the venue is actually just you know, a, a matter of minutes walk from Haymarket. And on that side of the city is also on the right side of the city for the airport as well, for anybody who wants to commute up um, oh, absolutely. that, I mean, that you way. Have... So when we're talking about location, it really yeah. is a, it's a great location as a venue. It is. It is great because, as, as you say, you know, it's half an hour maximum from the airport. We even got a tram that stops on the... Of course, the new it, tram. It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it stops at, at Haymarket and it's a 10 minute, 10 minute walk of that. Um, and so that's... Which is, which is great. And as you say, because it's so central and Edinburgh, there are a lot of the corporates in Edinburgh, a lot of the DMCs are in Edinburgh. Um, mm. And it does mean a lot of the, a lot of the event agencies, to be honest, uh, you know, a lot of the key ones are in Edinburgh or um, in the East, but certainly for those in, the, in Edinburgh, it means they can kind of pop out through the day. Sure. Um, they don't have to, you know, schedule a whole day at the show they can come for you know, a few hours quite easily and we've we've added in this year as well we're doing a, a pa reception for the last hour and a half so because right. again a lot of them don't get the opportunity to get out of the office um through the day mm-hmm. so some of them can just nip along after work so. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic the scottish uh adventure event it takes place at the edinburgh international conference center on thursday the 19th of march 2020 as we've spoken about on today's episode it's going to be co-located this year with the biannual business events leader summit bells um with a lot of ties between it um judith it's been great having you back on the show today to find out what's happening with the uh, with the event this year if people do want to find out more about it directly uh where do they need to go to just go to the website eventit.org.uk um, and you can sort of see, you've got all the information there. You can kind of see all our exhibitors who we have at the moment. We've got the live uh, floor plan up there. You can register, it's free to register to come along. Um, and also you've got a link through to the, the Bells website. Those are, I mean, obviously we're out on, on um, all the social media p- platforms, but certainly that's the best way to, to sign up for, for everything. There you go. So to check out the website, uh, podcast followers. And um, as Judith mentions, I know that event are very active um, on Twitter and the other social media platforms. So I'm sure if there's a, a updates and, and bits of news that uh, the team are going to be co- uh, communicating in the run-up to the event, make sure you follow them on social media as well to, uh, to find out what's happening. Um, our thanks to Judith Wilson for joining the podcast today. If you are watching the podcast on the eventindustrynews.com website, don't forget to have a little look around the website whilst you're here and check out some of the latest news features and content that's on event industry news you could probably go and have a look at the uh, the new sustainable uh, event guide or, uh, that, that was released very recently as well um, worth checking that out of course if you're already on the website and you're watching the video don't forget that you can also go over to your podcast download platform on your smartphone or tablet and check out audio versions of all of our podcasts and listen back to some of the stuff that we've spoken about and we've uh, we, we mentioned phenomena events today and their uh, their um, involvement with event this year and the use of the digital goodie bags if you don't know about that particular concept go and check out their episode from a few weeks ago as well to find out a little bit about that whole concept of digital goodie bags and how it ties in with the sustainability uh, subject that's been 
being talked about so heavily in this in the industry at the moment. Um, it brings us nicely to the end of today's episode. Our thanks once again to Judith Wilson, event director from Eventit, and my name's James Dixon. We'll see you on the next episode of the Event Industry News Podcast. Goodbye. Thank you.